The following live recording of Swami Vivekananda Saraswati is presented by agamayoga.com. Okay, it's time that we start. Let's start with a consecration. All those of you who know about Karma Yoga, you know what the consecration is. We'll consecrate this very meeting as a part of our act of Karma Yoga. <coughs> we do this consecration to God, to the Divine Consciousness. And let's start. And that will do. This is our first Karma Yoga meeting for this year. It is actually the first and probably the only Karma Yoga meeting of the year in which we have a plenary meeting. Because, as you probably know, this school, since a season or two, has been running uh, through different departments. We are having different departments, and that's why the Karma Yoga is compartmented department life and um, it is a meeting in which we talk again a little bit about karma yoga and the meaning of it and we talk a little bit about the trends and the directions which this school is taking in the new year As all of you know, Karma Yoga is a traditional path in yoga, and it is a very powerful path in yoga. Actually, in Bhagavad Gita, which is such an important spiritual monument of India, Karma Yoga is described as being a primary yoga, a preferred form of yoga, since, as Krishna puts it, nobody is ever without action. So, since nobody is ever without action, then automatically it comes out that the action that we take needs to be a karma-yogic action. This school is giving you the possibility to act in a spiritual way besides the spiritual practice. Spiritual practice can also be considered a form of karma-yoga because there you also act. The fact that you put yourself together and you do pranayama or you stand on your head or you do meditation, that ultimately is an action and it is an action which you do with a view to liberating your spirit. It is an action which you do with a view to the reaching of the condition of enlightenment. And therefore, practice itself is a sort of karma yoga, but besides that, the spiritualist realize that they cannot practice non-stop. Actually, there have been some who during some special retreat time, all the time of their day was taken by sleep, which was almost no sleep, by eating, which was almost no eating, and the rest was taken by spiritual practice, like non-stop. If ever you are in those conditions, then you don't ask yourself, what else am I doing? because you are basically doing spirituality 24-7, non-stop. But that special condition in which you go like Milarepa up in the mountains and you do non-stop spiritual practice, 
is extremely rare. And that's why, because the spiritualist notice, well, in normal conditions, we are doing one, two, three, four, five hours of yoga every day, and besides that, there are a lot of other hours of the day left, then automatically they have been trying to fill up those hours with spiritual activity, in particular, therefore, with karma yoga. The same thing is valid here, and that's why in this school we are acknowledging karma yoga as a spiritual path, and because of this we are advising, and actually we are even requiring people up till a certain point to do karma yoga. Even in the great spiritual paths of mankind, like if you are going to look in the spiritual diaries of Swami Shivananda, you are going to see that Swami Shivananda gives a place every day to karma yoga. Like you should write how many minutes or hours of karma yoga have you done in each day, because again, that is inevitable from a practical standpoint. I have known cases of pupils who have been doing extreme spiritual practice just as the actual technological spiritual practice because karma yoga is a spiritual practice in itself and then those people they wanted to involve themselves into action to help other people to become useful to do something and that automatically became karma yoga we as you perfectly well know in this school we require that people who are from the fourth month and up, we don't deal too much with the people who are under the fourth month, because the people who are in the first, second, third month of yoga, they are still prey to a lot of spiritual confusion, and they don't really know what they want to do with their lives, and they don't know if they want to go deeper in spirituality. We consider that once, once people have gone beyond the third month and they are in the fourth month already, might have taken them even a couple of seasons to get there, then those people have decided that they indeed wish to go deeper. And when they indeed wish to go deeper, then automatically karma yoga becomes part of their practice. We are asking to people to commit a minimum of 30 minutes of karma yoga per day, uh, because we want people also to come out of their meditation and practice and to be able to exert some of the skills. There exists a small danger, it's not really a danger in the long run, but uh, I don't have the time now to do the philosophy of those, of creating a sort of spiritual alienation if you are just involved in some part, in some place where you don't do anything practical, where you don't involve yourself with the world. The interaction with the world is a great, great teacher. Uh, the interaction with the world is actually the, that part of yoga which transforms yoga into a tantric yoga. It's not a coincidence that Krishna, the one who taught the most conclusive message about karma yoga, was at the same time a great tantric teacher of India, because tant uh, karma yoga is ultimately a tantric teaching, because it says you have to involve yourself with the world. If you would be a Vedantic, you would want to turn your back to the world and screw the world, and it's kind of, you don't matter, you don't care what is happening back there, it can all fall apart because you don't care. In Tantra, the very fact that you say, hey, no, I have to do some action to change the world, to improve, yes, I want to decorate the yoga hall, or I want to clean it, eh? 
If you would be a hardcore Vedantic with a temperament like that of Milarepa, maybe it wouldn't matter if the floor in this yoga hall would be dusty and terrible and dirty and the yoga mat would be in a horrendous condition. You would lie down and do your things anyhow because what do you care? It's all an illusion anyhow and it's all a maya and you have to be tough and you have to make no difference between pleasant and unpleasant and all those dualities and therefore you wouldn't care. Then we could as well study yoga in the jungle and if it would be raining that would also be an illusion. You would, we would do yoga in the middle of the rain as well. We could as well move into a cave and live with rats or something because it doesn't matter anymore since we have decided that the whole thing is an illusion and but since, especially since this is a tantric school and since most of you are actually not able to live in the way in which I have described, automatically we have to take care to the physical world. We have to take care of the physical world and details. And also because the tantric discipline says you don't have to forget the world, you have to include the world, to integrate it. Our goal is ultimately a bhava, samadhi, an open eye samadhi in which we are trying to turn back to the world and to include the world uh, in the way in which you already know. Again, I don't intend to go too much in metaphysics or philosophy. And because of this, karma yoga is definitely a part of this trend that you want to change the world, not to quit it, not to abandon it. And because of this, we consider that Karma Yoga is an excellent training because you may have a lot of ideals and ideas and dreams and in your mind you may feel that you can walk on water and fly like a bird and then when it comes to hammer a nail in a wall or in a post, you discover that it doesn't go as easily as you dreamt it will go while you're doing your halasana or something like this. And therefore, the world is offering to us a confrontation. Try yourself. Check your power with the world. It's easy to say, I felt that I could crush the sun in my hand, like Ramakrishna said. The question is, can you hammer a nail in a post? It's more down to earth. You feel that you could crush the sun disk in your hand, but maybe you can't hammer a nail in a wall or something like this. And therefore... Karma Yoga is confronting us directly with this reality. How much do we master the matter? How much do we master the universe? How much can we control things which happen in this manifestation? Because the, the attempt to make a yoga hall, to clean it, to build a school, to do this, to produce a pamphlet, to make a poster, to do this or that, so many things which we are doing in this school, they are all like realistic, down to earth. It's something which needs to be done and it's not just a dream somewhere in somebody's head. And that is why against this dreamy, uh, imaginary, phantasmagoric alienation and against the, uh, this separation, we are all the time asking to people that at least a little bit they should commit themselves to karma yoga. We consider that half an hour a day is an absolute minimum. Even if you meditate and work 10 hours per day, if you do yoga, you will still find half an hour every day to, to do something practical in this world 
interacting with this physical manifested reality. It is also true that many of the pupils of this school involve themselves much more than half an hour every day with karma yoga. That is also a matter of temperament. Some people have this urge to be of service, to do service, to perform service. Some people are extrovert and they like action. Some people have the pleasure of controlling the elements of the manifested world. And because of this, here things differ. I know among you, people who sit in their home and they do eight hours of yoga every day and they reluctantly move their bottom and do some half an hour, one hour of karma yoga per day, that's their temperament, that's more the jnani type of temperament, the contemplative type of person who would prefer to be in their thoughts and to do the things there. And on the other hand, I also know people in this school who have come to the point where they did 10 hours of karma yoga per day and more. It is in a certain way equivalent and you should always think about things in this term. If you know that you are doing 10 hours of yoga practice and more per day, then indeed your karma yoga can be what it can be. If you realize that you are a person who all the time doesn't practice, and you know that this thing is happening quite often, even in a place like Kopangan, I always tell to people, people find a mysterious way of wasting time, all the time they are busy with something in a place where there are no shopping malls, no cinemas, no uh, discos, no this, no that, and yet people are mysteriously busy. When you ask them about their daily schedule, it's a very strange mixture between going and scratching my left buttock and my right buttock, buying myself a box of juice and having lunch with I don't know whom. And this somehow manages to terminate the whole day, and then people haven't found time to meditate or to do their practice or some other things like these. That is, you all know, none of you is an absolute beginner here, and you all know that those are simply demonic forces which try to stop you from your practice. So that is a cheap trap in which people fall, but there is a cure to it, and that cure is karma yoga. When you do not find, when you are too restless, and you do not find the patience to sit down and meditate, go and do five hours of karma yoga. That at least will give you something because you will do a brilliant form of yoga. And because of this, yes, it depends very much on your temperament, how much karma yoga you do every day. In this school we have a minimum thing. We prefer to interpret that minimum thing not only as a request from the school that we don't want you to get alienated and lost in your thoughts, but we want you to be practically involved with the thing, but we try to interpret that positively as well, because in this school, we on one hand, we think that we are doing something wonderful for the world, and at least I personally have the belief that if this school would become a hundred times bigger and it would have centers all over the world and excellent teachers teaching these wonderful things to a lot of people, it would reach and it would help a lot of people with their health, with their psyche, with their different problems, and we could benefit the world a lot. And that is why we have the intention of increasing this school as much as the divine laws will allow us to do it. 
up till any level which we can reach. We want to develop this school and this initiative because we believe it's a good thing. And from this standpoint, some of you may believe that doing Laya Yoga is actually a very, very laudable thing because you are participating in one of the big things. It is us worthy to do this, us to help the orphan children, the street children in Calcutta, or to give food to somebody who doesn't have food in Somalia, or things like these. And therefore, on one hand, uh, we are having also this aspect that it is really wonderful to do Karma Yoga. It is the positive thing, especially in when you believe in what you do, because if you believe indeed that this can lead to something beneficial, then why not do it? Why not immediately commit yourself into an action which can bring a greater good in this world? And on the other hand, we also prefer to interpret this karma yoga also as a kind of family feeling. I said last night to the teachers in the teacher meeting, and I'll say it here, this school is uh, going more and more into the direction of defining the advanced yoga more like a friendly, intimate, family, familiar, if you prefer, communication between teacher and those who are being taught. I have been seeing trends in the world where people were trying to teach yoga as some sort of yoga factory and we don't want this school to become a sort of yoga factory in which we like are a mass production of yoga instruction. Like in school, you just go through school and you just get instructed and that's the end of it. Almost nobody cares really what's happening afterwards and what's happening in the process. That is why uh, you will see that in the future period, this school will evolve even more in this way. We are having plans to do uh, a shell of yoga, which is a kind of yoga for strangers. That simply means we have people in this school, some of you might be in this room and others might not be here, but they are often coming, who are in terms of the relationship with me and with this school, strangers. In India and in Tibet, people who study with a teacher, they are part of the spiritual family of that teacher. In the meaning, in India they even have a status like they are the children of that teacher. And therefore, uh, the teaching is brought forth in a warmer environment, in the meaning that we know that we belong somewhere in a certain way. However, there are many people who, because the profile of this school allows it, they are in this school more like shopping initiations, like shopping for yoga. They know that if they come and they do the minimum requirement, okay, I'm doing this, I have to pay my monthly tax, oh yeah, then last year these guys came up with this thing that you have to do my 30 minutes of yoga, yes, I'm doing my 30 minutes of karma yoga, but it's like I always do the minimum necessary requirement because I want to be eligible to receive more initiations. That's what I, basically I'm shopping, I'm fulfilling your conditions. Guys, please give me the Shakti Chalana Mudra, because that's what I'm shopping for. Uh, I uh, get more and more turned off by this style. It has been, I have seen it practice. I myself have been part of it when I was in Europe and I have seen it throughout the world. 
I am getting more and more distant from this style because uh, this style where people act as strangers and the only relationship between them and the school is the fact that they pay some amount of money and they do whatever is required from them to do doesn't sound right in a certain way. I personally do not feel like going in the great depths of Kundalini Yoga and things like this with people who act as strangers, with people who are with this school in a relationship of shoppers, of passers-by who shop for some yoga. And because of this, we are actually having the plan in this school to make a shell of yoga for strangers, like you can learn some levels of yoga there, then you just pay the American style, you know, you just pay for it and get it, and that's it. And we are wanting to have a kind of inner circle yoga to separate a little bit the more advanced thing. To have an inner circle, a kind of a more inner family feeling of yoga where you get, if you indeed feel that you belong, if you indeed feel that you are related in a way, if you feel that you have some sympathy for this yoga and for the environment here, because else it becomes a transmission without too much soul. Like there is not enough soul and heart in this transmission. And uh, sometimes I have reached to the point of seeing some people who reach to some higher levels of initiation, and I was wondering how, how on earth did they ever reach to those levels. It's like I almost don't know this person. I'm giving them spiritual protection. They are practicing, and that's all there is kind of, there is not much really at this level. So because of this uh, reason, we prefer to look into these karma yoga things more again as a heartful thing, like not only that people believe in doing something good and they realize that with this school they can help the world. I'm not saying that this school and yoga in general is the universal solution and the only solution for the world. But at least we know that we can do something good for this world and for many people at least. And therefore, uh, not only that, but also the fact that again, we are all involved, we are a spiritual group and we are involved in doing something wonderful in this way. That is why uh, you are going to see some changes, the school is evolving year after year, we have tried to improve the quality of our karma yoga and of our involvement, I hope you will define your own position in time you will decide if you are strangers or inner people in this school, you will find your own position, uh, these things again we want to do them in the proper way from the heart, you already are here because you are coming in the fourth month of yoga and up. Some of you who are not in the fourth month of yoga yet are here because of your sheer enthusiasm and because you want to help the school and you are very, very welcome. I remember that I have tried to do karma yoga ever since probably the first day when I was in yoga, when I started doing first time yoga. I also felt that, hey, it was not only the practice itself, it was also the fact that I wanted to make myself useful and to do a lot of things, and in this way, again, time will tell how you integrate yourself. You are here in the fourth month of yoga, as I said, and up from the fourth month of yoga, and because of this, 
you are getting involved in our karma yogic activity. In our karma yogic activity, we try to organize the school. This has started as a backpacker, hippie, disorganized thing. We have simply realized that there are two levels of action. One level is in which I, the guru, am sitting in a barn in the jungle in Kopangan and teaching to some pupils who come by there. And this is the traditional Indian way. I can be reached by a handful of people. Some will go, some will stay, and that's the end of it. A school, a one-man show, cannot run further than this. Cannot run much further than this. Maybe I can run two yoga halls and the ten yoga classes in parallel. Maybe I can be helped by a few teachers who extend my message, who simply are my extension, and they are passing the message of yoga and the techniques of yoga in my name and in the name of this school and form of yoga. And that's basically it. In the moment when a school has ambitions to go beyond that, if we want to reach more than being just a hut in the jungle where a guru teaches a handful of devotees, in that moment the inevitable thing which comes is that organization is necessary. A thing like this is at some point in its baby stage, and if it ever wants to go beyond the baby stage and not crumble upon itself, then it has to reach into organization. Unfortunately, even I, who have been alien to these things for a whole lifetime until now, a couple of years ago I had to take awareness of these things, and believe it or not, besides the fact that I have been teaching meditation and doing retreats and holding conferences and all the other things which I have done, I even had to read a couple of books on management and organization and things like these, because simply it simply meant a choice. Stop the organization, stop the yoga school from growing and keep it at this tiny little level. Or if we want to become, if we want to make Agama Yoga a household name and make this expanded in the whole world, then it will have to be done professionally by the rules of the game. We are not the ones who invent management and other things like this because there are other much smarter people than us who invented those and we simply comply as much as possible to those laws and rules. That's why we actually have asked for instruction. I remember that a couple of years ago, Andrew and Maureen here, they helped us with a couple of workshops on project management and other things because Andrew especially has a background in management and business and Maureen has a background in psychology and therefore uh, they have helped us with this. We were in a learning process, we organized the school, we have some goals, we are setting goals for each season and we are trying to fulfill them and because of this there is a part of this school which is a little bit becoming like administrative and again I'm telling this is inevitable. Any one of you is allergic to this uh, administrative part of the school, you want just to be a little yogi in a hut and do nothing and be that kind of person. I'm, as I said it last evening in the conference to the teachers, I'm sure we can find a small niche for you somewhere where you can be some collateral limb of this school in which your highest ambition is to live in a hut and to relate in a 
non-administrative way with this school. <laughs> else, for everybody else, when you are part of this tidal wave that we try to create with this school and with the yoga movement, then automatically you will see that besides the spiritual part, the encouragement, the teaching, the guidance that you get constantly, this school is becoming more and more uh, organized. We have noticed that every year it is getting more organized. We have some very concrete steps this year as well. And I would say, I would hope that this school is becoming less and less a hippie place and it's becoming more and more something great. This automatically would give you the perspective, and I have something to say uh, concretely about that in a minute as well, that if you will uh, be part of this, you will one day be part of a major trend in yoga, and exactly as the people who in the beginning founded the Iyengar Yoga and the Yoga Journal and other things, and they have become part of a worldwide movement and initiative, it is also possible that we with Agama Yoga, if we bring a reply, if we bring an alternative, show that yoga can be done also in another way and with another heart and with, for maybe a different category <coughs> of people altogether, then automatically we hope that Agama Yoga will also become wonderful from that standpoint. I have seen many gurus, both from India and from Europe, who lacking that, they managed to transform their yoga schools, even when the yoga schools were growing up, either into some self-collapsing institutions, which means they swallow up like a donut, and then they just collapse onto themselves, and they became like a pricked balloon, like a flabby thing, or which simply became a mess because of lack of organization. I've seen also yogic organizations which unfortunately turned into sect-like organizations, so they simply became sectarian cult-like things. We don't want these things to happen, and because I have tried to learn from the experience of all the people that I have known, all the schools, all the teachers that I have known, we are trying now to go into this part. In our school there exists a hardcore, mystical, spiritual part on which we make no compromises. This is one of the strengths of this school, that we do not make compromise on the spiritual issues. We are not trying to just sell something cheap or things like this. But, so, that's why people appreciate it and that's why people respect, because some spiritual values are upheld very clearly. But at the same time, we are trying to be adapted to the century where we live and to do things properly. For this reason, again, we have organized the school into departments, there have been managers for those departments, there have been persons responsible with human resources and personnel policies and everything. We have tried to do things uh, in uh, as professional ways as we have. We found it possible, and we are going on with this, and that is why I'm telling you again, in this school we are having a mystical core, the pure spiritual thing, but then at some places on the outskirts, you will also have to find this administrative part which has to work. This school, if it, now it has already two locations, it teaches here and in Agama, we are having branches which are working almost permanently now in India, in Israel, in other places. 
we are planning that this school should extend, maybe it should create courses in Bangkok, in Chiang Mai, in other places of India. A second center is coming up in India, in Dharamsala, and others and others want to go in their countries and teach and open, it will simply become impossible for this school to coordinate and manage with all these things unless it would be managed and administered properly. And that is why, again, we will try to make peace between these two impossible extremes. On one hand, mystical, subjective, spiritual approach, which we don't want to lose at all costs, at any cost, and on the other hand, the fact that we have to do something more administrative, business-like, if you prefer. Not a very brilliant word. And because of this, uh, you are going to see some trends in that direction. The first thing, I don't have much, I won't keep you much. Um, the first thing uh, which you need to know for this season is that uh, the administrative structure of Agama will restart very briefly. We have decided this year, I have decided this year simply because it was a thing which uh, uh, should be done also by the book and that's also somewhere in the books. We have decided to ascribe one person who will actually receive a very moderate, a very modest payment, but there will be even some financial support. We have decided that one person will take all the managerial duties in the school so I have to be the enterpriser who infuses all of you with enthusiasm and with ideas, but I am not the one who needs to do the managerial thing. That's why all those of you who will be in the karma yoga apparatus of uh, Agama, you will not deal with me from an administrative standpoint anymore. When you will feel that you lack enthusiasm, come to me and I'll give you the enthusiasm, I'll clarify your mind, and I'll explain to you why this is valid. But else, administratively, I'm trying to make myself free. I have been in a, this American tour, and one of my personal conclusions for it is that it's a must for me to finalize one or two of the books which I have in the process of, reading, of writing. I need more time for this, and therefore I don't really have the time to involve myself with the uh, lightning system, lighting system on the road to Bovi or something like this. It's a very important thing. We are all happy that we have light on the road to the Blue Hall, but uh, that's not something which I need to do in the coming season anymore. And therefore, uh, we are doing things in another way. That's why administratively, the managing part of this school is given to Moses who is here with us, you all know him, he's one of the oldest pupils of the school. He is having a lawyer background so he knows some things about the management world and all these kind of things. He will receive a lot of help, I intend to ask Andrew and Dimitris and Amos when he will be here, people who are all in the management world, to give as much assistance as possible for this project and that is why uh, it will be up to Moses to decide upon the departments of the school, the new managers of those departments. Of course, he will do everything consulting with me, but my part is the spiritual part of the thing, and the administrative part is uh, on his side. So, uh, we are, of course, 
trying to help the managers as much as possible because although we think that the managers would do three hours of karma yoga per week, usually it comes up that they get to do much more than three hours of karma yoga per week and we are trying to help them. I am uh, helping them spiritually. Last year I made some special courses on karma yoga for the managers. We are uh, actually giving some special initiations such as the Ganesha initiations and others for those who are acting as managers. Um, the managers are also included as teachers of the school so they have free access to all the courses and to all the workshops in this school so in this way they uh, get to save a lot of money because they can freely participate in the activities and there has been a suggestion that uh, I'm just saying it because it has not been decided yet so there has been a suggestion because already some managers they benefit uh, some help from the school that we are paying their house rent and uh, we are contemplating to be able to do that for all the people who act as managers that is why your task in this is to make yourself known to Moses he needs to know your abilities uh, he will want to have discussions with some of you to find out if you are willing to take over some department this is these because most of you are volunteers um, it's, uh, they may be temporary jobs because we know some of you are here for two months, three months, four months then you are going to go even so the school has been working with volunteers until now and it has been working reasonably well we just hope to make this better and better and that is why remember that you need to contact Moses he will contact you he will find out sooner or later a person who will be in charge for this season with the human resources policy that person will distribute you according to your talent in the meaning that you may be a person who has uh, vast computer abilities and then we need such a person to deal with our computer work because we have got lots of it in the school it would be a pity to ask a person who has the vast computer abilities to take care of the decoration of the green hall for the full moon party we don't doubt that the person has computer abilities can decorate the green yoga hall for the full moon party but it's actually such a person is much more required where their talent is at its peak so in this way uh, you will be seeing uh, this aspect that we hope that with a solid managerial activity this school will be able to go one step further in its action the other thing which I want to say and which I said and this is basically the last one which I want to say we have many activities some of them are urgent and they come even before the managerial structure is completely established like Laurie kept telling to me and to us that there are some huge emergencies until Monday until the new courses start because the yoga hall in uh, Ananda needs to be repainted there has been some construction work there other and other things Laurie can tell them to you because you'll all have the possibility to speak when I finish and uh, therefore even before we actually get uh, completely organized we hope that some of you spontaneously will help because there is need right now uh, for some help and in parallel the organizational structure will become established in the way in which I have said the other thing which I want to say is the following if this is becoming more than a hut in a jungle where 
Guru Vivekananda is still teaching a handful of devotees, automatically we are all aware of the fact that this cannot grow up much more than it is today, uh, just being a one-man show. So it, I do not intend to make it a one-man show. I have seen gurus and yoga teachers who are trying to make their thing a one-man show, and most of them failed miserably and ridiculously, uh, the least being that their organization became just a sect in the end. And I do not have the intention, I want to try something else, at least if it were try, for the sake of trying. And because of this, um, we are very well aware that this, if it is going in its direction of becoming an international school, it cannot be a one-man show, which simply means what we are going to do further on cannot be done without your support and your participation. Which means, uh, until now, we can say that this has been to a large extent my yoga school because it has been something which I have created from scratch I am the one with the knowledge I am the one who can do what nobody in this room can do and therefore because of this I am absolutely necessary for fulfilling something in this school there are a few directions where that situation stays, no doubt but else, from the administrative and manpower standpoint this thing needs to expand. If it needs to expand, this is not my yoga school, but it can become yours. Uh, a couple of years ago, an Anglo-Saxon minded person came to me and asked me, well, uh, asked me exactly about the same question. If this is a one-man show, or people are part of this, or what? And I simply answered at that point, and that gave me a theme of meditation, and I have meditated and I have taken some decisions in that direction, because I have simply told to people, if you feel that you are part of this school, and this school belongs to you as well as it belongs to me, then it means that in a Western language, in an Anglo-Saxon language again, you are basically aspiring to become shareholders in this school. Well, if you want to become shareholders in this school, I've got nothing against it, only that you should put in it what I have put in it, which means you should put lots of effort and your life in it, else you cannot become shareholders just because you are smiling or being a pretty face in the crowd. And because of this, automatically it seems that this school is going in this direction, there is nothing formal. I'm talking in a very formal language, but nothing has been formalized. We'll need at least a couple of years to analyze, to get proper financial consulting and all the kind of things to see how these things can be done properly so as to preserve the spiritual core of this school, because that's always my biggest worry, that the spiritual core of this school should not be lost in favor of efficiency or some other considerations. We prefer to stay spiritual and inefficient administratively rather than to become ultra-efficient administratively and to lose our spirituality. And because of this, yes, we'll need a lot of time, but basically I've started subjectively, that simply means in a spontaneous way, this year, and I've said this last night to the teachers' meeting, I want you as karma yogis also to know this, because maybe some of you are contemplating what am I going to do in the future and you want to see if this school is providing any sort of future for any of you besides the fact that you are around shopping for teaching. Uh, we hope that there will be a teaching 
and that if this will become a major international school with branches and everything, uh, it will become a place for you also to live and to make a living and to be part of it. Because as you well know, many of you, especially the more advanced, they go through this dilemma that they want to come here to be with me six, six months every year, eight months every year, learn yoga, be surrounded by other wonderful people because you are all building up a wonderful community. Everybody who comes here says it's wonderful to be there. People are so nice, people are so friendly, people are so detached, people are so spiritual. When you go out there, when you go back to your city, it's like you fall in a pit or something like this. Because it's like everything is terrible. Everybody is money-oriented, everybody is egoistic, everybody is heavy, everybody is partly dark and everything. And therefore, yes, it's a wonderful thing. And many people want to be here to benefit of the environment, to be into young spirals, into meditations, into retreats and so on. And many are having this problem. Every time I have to, if they don't have a financial independence, they say, well, I have to go home and work. You know, I'm staying here six months, seven months, eight months. Then I'm going home and getting two jobs or three jobs and making money quickly, quickly, because then I need to buy myself an airplane ticket and come back to Thailand. And many people wonder for how long can they continue this uh, lifestyle. And many people say, well, when I'm going home, it would be nice if instead of just delivering pizzas or whatever I'm doing there, working for some silly company and being exploited 10 hours per day, uh, maybe I could earn my living as a yogi, doing yoga, being part of my yoga, like yoga is part of my soul. And yes, why not? In the old days, the yogis of India and Tibet lived their lives as being yogis. They didn't need to be. Eight, eight months per year yogis and four months per year pizza deliverers or something like this. And because of or doing business, selling silver or whatever you do, many of you have all kinds of avenues of making money in all kinds of forms of business. And that is why, of course, we are trying to transform the advanced ones of you in yoga teachers, in competent yoga teachers, to support you so that out of your yoga teaching and everything, you can also make a living because it would be wonderful if you could do yoga from A to Z. There are people among you who aspire to this, that my life should be yoga and I shouldn't split it between this and that. And we wish to help you in that way. And as it comes to the working, workings of this school, we are having all kinds of deals with the teachers who have been teaching, offering them all kinds of uh, percentages like people who organize workshops and they invite me or some teachers and others uh, you can know, you can hear about these things, these are clear administrative things, they are settled very clearly and it's a common practice actually but I'm telling to all of you all this because I wanted to tell you that we, I'm contemplating more and more how to make this yoga school from my yoga school also your yoga school, or at least the yoga school of some of you who want to put their lives into this. Not all of you have a vocation to be teachers and to make a world crusade of propagating yoga. But if you do, why not together with this school and then let's find the administrative background in which these things can be done. To make the long story short, I have decided for this year, for the previous season actually, both to show my personal appreciation 
to a few people who have been giving their lives to yoga truly according to my appreciation these people have been committed 100% to their karma yoga and to the yoga school uh, in this way also not only to show my appreciation theoretically but also to support them in practical ways to show to them that this yoga school indeed can be a source of existence of building a bigger thing to again make the long story short in the end of before starting this season we have made the complete account of the benefits of this school we have deducted all the expenses which this school has had including with my American tour and everything that means all the expenses of the school because I personally am uh, an expense for this school because uh, basically uh, I'm living on the back of this school and it is just normal that it is so because I'm doing what I'm doing and uh, when we have taken all the expenses there remained a certain benefit for the previous season some of those money have been invested also because we have some projects which require investment like we are still planning to acquire a piece of land here although now together with Ananda we have much more security because uh, else before you know that two years ago there was always this problem that from this place we can be theoretically evicted at any moment because these are halls which we rent the Thai culture is the way it is sometimes Asian people are a bit slippery and they have their own agendas and they do their own thing and we were always in the situation of being uh, insecure about where we will be tomorrow and what we will do through the very kind arrangement which we have with Ananda many of you maybe don't know but Vangelis is a pupil of the school and he has been doing this resort in agreement with the school uh, Vangelis chose to invest his own personal money in creating a resort which was of course an investment for him but it is also a support for the school because in that way we have a yoga hall in that hall we are dealing with Vangelis in totally different ways that we deal with the locals we have a firm agreement uh, we even made a kind of a contract a signed contract, a notarial contract and in this way we are having a stable place which is more or less even if we don't own it the school doesn't own it directly but we have more security about having at least one place stable in this island this also came as a result of the advice which we received two years ago from Andrew and Maureen as a policy of the school that we should work to establish a firm place and so on and so forth and that is why in case you didn't know Ananda is Ananda is not Agama and Agama is not Ananda there are things which Agama does and Ananda doesn't do and what Ananda does and Agama doesn't do but we are in a very close relationship because it's a friendly agreement and that's why our policy is always to support Ananda and Vangelis personally as much as possible you are also required as karma yogis to please support Vangelis as much as possible he invested basically as far as he told me he invested all his money into this venture he is not yet standing on the side where he makes any benefit from it and therefore it's an initiative in which directly he helps the school and uh, we are happy to be together with him in this and to help as often as possible very often that's also the reason for which we put some of our conferences and additional things 
besides the first, second and third month course, there is another motivation for that having it out there. But there is also the reason for which some of the full moon parties and spirals, not this one because there has been a haste with the retreat and everything, but all kinds of other activities and lectures, some of my late night lectures, and they will be held in Ananda, especially because we want to encourage people to be in that area to support Ananda. For us, Ananda is therefore a very friendly thing which we try to support. And coming back to what I was telling earlier, we made the list of the expenses and benefits of the school and I have personally picked five persons, the five persons who seem to me the ones that it's a subjective judgment again, from my standpoint as their spiritual teacher, the people who gave a lot to this school and the benefits of this school have been shared among these people and these people therefore are going to receive some sort of dividends or whatever you call them in business language as a result of participating fully in the activities of this school. The, just for your information, because these kind of things should be open and we're not making a secret of it, this meant that for the last season this amounted to approximately 900 euros, around 40,000 baht, and this will be distributed to those five people. For your information, because my thing is not to show you the money, but to tell you that I appreciate the karma yoga which those people did, and those people are the kind of people whose school this is. This becomes their school because they do what they do. I want to mention them for you, so maybe you look and see what they have done, what they do, and uh, get inspired by their degree of commitment. This has been given to Manu, who has been our pillar of the teacher training course, and when there was no TTC, he did all the rest of the teaching activities which were required from him. Manu has been a brilliantly committed pupil of the school, and a lot has based on him. He worked day and night for this school. Unfortunately, he is not here temporarily because he is trying to start a project in India right now, also in agreement with the school, and this news will be transmitted to him as well. He doesn't know. None of them knew until last night about this thing, so it has just been announced now by me. One of them is Manu. If you have known Manu and you know how he acted, you can get inspired by him. Another person is Deborah here. Deborah has been helping a lot with the teaching. When she hasn't been teaching here, she's been teaching in India. When she's been teaching in India, she's been teaching here. She almost had no holiday. She had no summer, no winter. Ever since this came to Thailand four years ago, Deborah has been here working hard for this thing. And I express also my appreciation for the fact that yoga is becoming her life, that her life is becoming yoga, and she is completely with yoga. I hope that this small benefit from the school can help her, although it cannot sort out all her financial problems for the whole year, but it's a beginning. We hope that next year things will get stronger, better, if everything goes the way we plan with our managerial initiative. The third person who benefits of these benefits of the school is Lori. All of you know Lori doing 10 hours plus of karma yoga per day, and you know that Half of the things of this school wouldn't have been running without Laurie helping into the karma yoga of those things. So I wish to express my appreciation. 
she hasn't been going so much in the teaching activity, but on the karma yoga side, she's been doing a lot of that. The fourth person is Kushru, who has been for the last years extremely active with the school, and much has been on him. Kushru is a man who, if he was asked day and night that he should take over a lecture, if he should take over a course, if he should do something, he never said no. He is a man who never said, I'm too busy, or I am on a retreat right now, and I cannot, or I did Shamprakshalana this morning, and I cannot, or any other realistic or unrealistic excuse. He has been a model of commitment. He brings the Indian spirit of Anahata with him, and you can all learn his attitude is very good from this standpoint, and you should learn from that. You should get inspired by that. And the fourth person is, of course, Mihaela, who's been with me for the whole year. She's been working a lot. Whatever I couldn't do, Mihaela helped me to do. She's been with you ever since teaching and retreat. And she's been doing all the works, many of them which you don't know, which you haven't seen, taking care on her Sundays of the Shakti group and other things. So she had no Sunday, no break, no holiday, no free time in this. And these are the five people whom I consider that they are exemplary and this school is a little bit their school now as well as it is mine. Again, I cannot tell you what will happen next year. We haven't found a quantified way of doing this. It is done spontaneously. I simply did it like this as I described, spontaneously and subjectively. I'm sure that in a year or two we'll find a way to formalize these things and to settle so that these people uh, and other people those of you who decide to involve yourselves as seriously as these people did, you can become part of this school and this can become your dream, not only my dream. It started as my dream, but since if you wish, wish to row in the same boat where I row, then be my guest. I wish that I should share with you as much as possible of those things. In this way I have told you the basic things. There will be a lot of spiritual trends coming up in this school. There is no space to talk about them in the Karma Yoga meeting. When we'll have our first late night meeting somewhere next week, uh, it will be announced, of course. You will be told about the different trends of this school. We intend to start a more advanced tantric teaching. I talk about sexual tantra teaching. This will be a season which will be consecrated to the opening of the heart and to the development of the non-egoistic capabilities of the human being. Uh, so, spiritually, we have excellent plans. We have some wonderful workshops coming up for you in the, uh, in the month of May. And therefore, spiritually, we go forward with our teaching and we hope to improve our activities as much as it is possible. For you, from the karma-yogic standpoint, what is most important is that you should understand your motivation, that you should realize if you have a motivation and how vast your motivation is, if you want to be part of this dream of ours to change the world as much as a human being can, and to be careful about the administrative things, because there will be inevitably administrative rules and regulations and norms of working without which an organization simply cannot exist and it would collapse. 
That's all I needed to tell. I hope you start this season with enthusiasm. <coughs> I wish that karma yoga together with your spiritual practice should give you wonderful results this season. I hope to see a lot of spiritual progress, your level of consciousness increasing, rising. And this is all I have to say. The rest you will be announced through the proper channels. I will be there only for inspiration and enthusiasm. If you wish to say something, we have a long list of projects. Lori will probably come up with the things which are really urgent, like tomorrow, day after tomorrow, and these, because some things have to be done urgently, irrespectively of the organization. But we hope that by Monday, Tuesday, all the apparatus will be in work, and then you will be announced through the proper channels what to do, where to go, what is your karma yoga, and you will decide if you want to be gingerly giving 30 minutes of your precious karma yoga to the school, or if you will want to put your heart in it and be with us, as you see that some people do, and they fare very well, actually. We found out that those who do karma yoga, they have a lot of heart and they do things with motivation and enthusiasm, and therefore even their yoga practice goes wonderful because of that. The people who gingerly condescend to give us 30 minutes of their day, ultimately they do it for themselves, and their spiritual practice is also following a little bit of the same pattern. This is what I needed to say at this point. Before Laurie is going to tell some of the things, I would like to see if any one of you has any suggestion for this season, some of the karma yoga which needs to be done, uh, any other thing or concerning what I have said, or any thing for the beginning of the season which needs to be said. Correct. 
we don't know much. We heard from you some bad news, or it seems to be bad news. Let's see, I will have to go on a visa run in 10 days also, so then I will know more directly. Because I'll go to a consulate and try to take a longer one, and then I'm going to find out. Maybe you can help if you can say what you know, because I don't know all the information. What's the latest you have? You have been to Burma, to Ranong? No, no, I have been in Kuala Lumpur. In Kuala Lumpur. Do you want to get the same visa like that here? Uh, three Since it's not from the neighboring country. What about yes. Singapore? I'm not sure about that. I, I emailed them and they told me they were going to be coming to be uh, on the single and. We'll just have to see. How about getting a student visa for you? Sorry? How about getting a student visa for you? Um, the problem is that uh, Agama is a private school from this standpoint. It's not even registered as a school, it's a firm. Registered as a firm to have. And uh, because of this, if, we, if you should be able to have a student thing, it should be, you should have a paper emitted by an school or an organization which is acknowledged by the Thai government as an educational institution. To get an institution recognized by a government, especially in a country like this, takes a lot because they are extremely bureaucratic, extremely slow, nobody wants to take responsibility with some weird parang. You would have to pay huge bakshish uh, and a lot of things and it would take probably years and a lot of pushing to do. We were contemplating to do this in India when I was teaching in India, and it was the same thing. Um, in at least in a Western country, you would have some clear rules, and as long as you subject to those rules, if your school is doing this and having this and doing this, then it is eligible to become a registered educational institution. In these countries like India and Thailand, it is not that simple. Because they also have this xenophobic thing that the foreigners, what the heck they are doing, they should just drop their money and go. Uh, kind of, you know, come, enjoy, get drunk, buy booze, go home. You know, that's what we want from you, to spend your money and then go home. So, um, um, 
somebody told me, I don't know which one of you, somebody, I don't know if they are here, there is a person in the school who managed to get a long-term visa because of me giving them a letter, a letter with a stamp on it. You did? So we read it and so on. So I can issue letters as much as you want, but the problem is that uh, I cannot guarantee that they will work. The guys from the Thai embassy in Tel Aviv or wherever you got it, they were more gullible or more open or more uh, positive or more optimistic or whatever. But remember that our school uh, is not registered and it doesn't look like it has too many chances to get registered in the future as well. Therefore, in India, people who are trying to do this, they were going to other organizations which had them, they were simply paying pro forma taxes. They were joining, like you can go to the university and join to study Thai language in Bangkok and then pay the taxes. They'll give you the paper, you'll get a one-year visa and then you'll never show up for the courses. But it will cost you the tax. So you can find government acknowledged school in which you can register and on account of that get a Thai, get a one-year visa and never join those courses afterwards. But it will cost you something to register with those schools, there's no doubt. That's the only way I can see you can get a proper student visa. Else, if you are lucky, like Ron and Liris do this, you may, with a simple letter from the school, and for that you should just ask, Lori will do the secretarial job for the first period of time here, you just ask to Lori, and uh, we'll produce, we'll issue those letters for you. I'll sign them and we'll stamp them and we can have them and try. But it seems, it seems that the Thai embassies from Malaysia, Burma, Laos, Cambodia have been warned not to cooperate because they are the neighboring countries and they want to stop this borderline traffic. And because of this, your chance is much bigger somewhere else. In India, in Hong Kong, in I don't know, in Canada, in wherever you can go. When we issued this visa, we also tried to get three two months entry. We were also on amount, but we were allowed to get two entries on this uh, on this education visa. You can apply for, you just, just pay the money and you get like, two visas. Uh, okay. It depends from place to place, really. I've seen all the spectrum. Um, I think there's uh, some work needing to be done very quickly on Saturday and probably also Sunday. So, already I would like to announce that who wants to help with this. We would like to have as many people as possible. But we need to have a focus on that. And there's some work to do some things, you know, the yoga hall and some other things that need to be done. And uh, it will be from 9 to 5 work, and probably also on Sunday. So we can prepare everything for the upcoming new season that starts on Monday. Actually, all the three yoga halls have to be brought up to maximum yes, the working The only thing I might add is that the painting and other things that Tomorrow, managers might organize some preparation for this, but this couldn't start anyway until Saturday. But a few things could start 
uh, Friday. Like, I I don't know, but I think maybe we should watch the match, and uh, mm -hmm. this is something that could be done. But this would be another all-day type of thing, watching the match. And we should check the Checking the pillows, pillow inventory, drawing, old pillows, drawing, pillows, cleaning house. Okay, so we can do this on Friday. Um, maybe we'll be very interested in talking, so Friday, 9 o'clock, we can meet uh, in Amanda. And then that's enough for you. Sorry. And you can make a final announcement tonight at the Young Spirals, because most of the people who saw it are Young Spirals, so you can read. More people will be at the Young Spirals. Cats as a reserve job, you can climb up on the bench and clean the mosquito net. And Dominic? They are the skillful ones. can walk on water. Is there anything else to say or will we stop for now? And we'd like to know if there's anybody in this room who knows how to convert regular movie files like MPEG files on the computer into a format which can be put in a DVD and played on a player like the ones we have here in the corner. So from MPEG to DVD. Does anybody know how to convert? Files with If If that is not getting done, does anybody know how to hook up a computer or laptop to a TV? So we can play from the laptop to the TV. No, not just that, because we tried it and we were teaching the sample of workshop and we had the cable but still it didn't go through. So there is some technology on how to change it. Does anybody know? You have to give a special command to the computer to tell it that you quit the inner screen and you go on the outer screen. Not an outer screen. Okay, enough for now. This was a live recording of Swami Vivekananda Saraswati. For more information, visit us on agamayoga.com or go directly to agamayoga.com slash downloads.